Come to Sam Ash for hundreds of exclusive holiday deals on music and sound gear from the most iconic brands. Save big on professional and starter guitars, drums, digital pianos, horns, violins, DJ, and electronic production equipment. Supercharge your home studio with deals on podcasting, streaming, and AV equipment like speakers, microphones, headphones, and acoustic treatment. Plus, with 36 months no interest financing on thousands of items, you can get the gear of your dreams right now. From our incredible selection and service to our lowest price guarantee for over 95 years, real musicians know you only go to Sam Ash. At Life's a Beach Realty, we're all about life on the beach. Stunning Panama City Beach and one of the most beautiful properties on the Gulf Coast. Shores of Panama. Radiant, elegant, and spectacular. Steps away from white sugar sand. Every room overlooks the turquoise of the Gulf of Mexico. Come in for your tour today. Life's a Beach Realty is your gateway to Shores of Panama. The Shores and a whole lot more. Bruce Arians here with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. During these difficult times, it's important that we all show we care about our community's health. You could spread COVID-19 without knowing it. Wear a mask, wash your hands, keep your distance from each other, stay strong, and go Bucks. Realizing my potential has been what my career has been all about. Things that I've dreamed about have actually come true. The Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. Things have happened in my life as I kind of hoped they would happen. It's been, I mean, just a complete evolution. You know, how I just kept kind of fighting and clawing to continue to, to power forward. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you keep trying to make progress. So when I look at over 20 years, I look, look how far I've come. But there's not one step that I took where I realized, look how far I've come. But those series of steps that I put together, um, I go, wow, that's, man, that's quite a journey. Sports Web, a sports talk show for the hardcore fans. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another edition of the Evolution of Sports Talk Television Live here nightly on Bucks Report. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blick, giving you something to think about. And as we always start off the Sports Web, bring your passion, bring your excitement. 
Just don't bring any nonsense. On tonight's show, we'll have Greg Allman of The Athletic talking, of course, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, about the Patrick Mahomes deal. And we will also have about 1030 Jacob Chernow of Hard Count Football Podcast. So we'll be talking. And of course, this is the Sports Web NFL edition, Pro Football edition, whatever you want to call it. Of course, the phone lines will be open 727-255-0391, not only live on Facebook, but also YouTube, Twitter, and of course, now a part of the Landry Football Network here on Twitch. So hopefully you are ready to go, ready to talk football. We'll try to talk as much as we can, get as many calls tonight, but definitely want to hear from this guy because he does a great job of covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would be Mr. Greg Allman. Welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television, my friend. How are you doing tonight? Okay. Uh, hold on a sec here. Let's see. No sound. Oh. Yeah, it's not working. We got no sound there. Oh. All right, so we'll try to. Okay, there we go. We got your sound now. <laughs> okay, I'm still not hearing you here. I don't know what's going on. Uh-oh. So... Can you hear me anymore now? There you go. See, this is what happens with live television. This is what people really don't understand. And this is why uh, we're on here on Facebook and all these platforms, because sometimes it doesn't always work out. But just stay patient. Uh, speaking of patience, I think a lot of people's patience has ran out on this Antonio Brown rumor. It kind of crept up last week. I mean, could you put a stop to it? Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to consider – uh, Mr. Big Chefs himself, Antonio Brown, is Bruce Arians going to live up to those comments had in March, or are they actually considering it? Yeah, I didn't know people were still talking about Antonio Brown. Now, it's it's been like a week since it even came back up. Um, everything I've heard, nothing has changed. I, I think they're still good with what they have. They know who Antonio Brown is. I'm sure Antonio Brown would like to play for the Bucs. I think Tom Brady would probably be happy to have Tom having Antonio Brown as a receiver, I just don't think it's going to happen. They, they don't really have any cap space, and, and I don't know they want to bring somebody on uh, that would add some baggage to the team and, and potentially some controversy when they've already got two pretty good receivers already. Yeah, I, I mean, I asked Chris Landry this of uh, LandryFootball.com, and he kind of felt like Brown's people were kind of putting that out because, again, Arians had his comments on uh, CBS Sports Radio where he basically said he wouldn't be a fit, and not only yeah. that, to be fit in the locker room so it certainly seems like brown's people are kind of pushing it so you haven't heard anything about tom brady not being discontent with the wide receiving core i get it they have evans and godwin but yeah i mean he, he's never had receivers like he has right now i mean he's never had two pro bowl receivers in the same season that they haven't even gone to camp yet so i mean it's like they can't they can't have discounted tyler johnson as a receiver they haven't seen him yet right so they could have had Antonio Brown a long time ago on, on the cheap and they they just don't want to bring him in and again it's, it's rare that a coach goes on the record to say somebody isn't a fit normally you just don't say anything at all but Bruce took the extra step of saying it's not going to happen so I I'm going to hold him to that you know yeah I got you and we're on with Greg Allman here of the athletic does a fine job of covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here on the evolution of sports talk television I'm your host Peter Blake giving you something to think about 
It looks like also what's not going to happen is no preseason. Uh, according to Robert Griffin the third's Twitter, there's going to be no preseason. And we also heard this uh, report come out from the NFL Players Association. So first and foremost, do you think they're going to have a preseason? Should they have a preseason? And what effect do you believe will happen or ha uh, how will that affect the players going forward in 2020? Yeah, I mean, I think this is, is kind of an ongoing negotiation between the, the NFL and the players union. Um, you know, to have no preseason at all, you wonder what week one would look like just in terms of the product on the field with no, you know, game live situations at all to go in. As it stands, there's going to be very minimal full practice. I mean, we're talking about right now, the plan is to go to training camp and have the first three weeks where no more than 20 players, I think, are on the field at a, at a time. Um you know, basically it's three weeks of conditioning like you'd see in OTAs and in, in mini camps in the summer. So it's already going to be a, a a bad situation in terms of a, just a deficit to overcome in terms of readiness and preparedness and getting everybody on the same page. Um, and I understand why the, the union is, is, uh, is trying to get fewer preseason games. If, if they're not on the field with other teams, you, you, you minimize the spread and the risk of more people having coronavirus, but, I think the NFL puts a, a premium on being able to to have their players ready uh, to put a good product on the field in week one. So it's just a matter of, again, this sliding scale between safety and preparedness and, and what they'll arrive at. I think right now, um, you know, the compromise would be instead of four weeks of preseason, just having two. And that's still certainly on the table. But again, you, you're seeing more and more players uh, publicly objecting to the idea of any preseason right now. So it's very much going to be up in the air, I would think, for another week or two. And, uh, you know, Ali Marpet had some comments today, and this is in care of ProFootballTalk.com and, of course, Joe Bucks fan, uh, you know, basically saying for any reason NFL Players Association leadership felt we had taken uh, undue risk, I don't think the NFL Players Association would recommend coming back. So, you know, kind of ominous. It's kind of tough to really figure out if not only you're going to have a season, but you're going to have a season on time. And Greg, I've always been a proponent of basically kind of pushing back uh, this season to maybe October. Uh, we're kind of getting down here into the nitty gritty where it's about three weeks away. Uh, you, you, you have to feel like if there is uh, undue risk that they will push the season back most likely to uh, October. They could. I mean, again, they, I, th I think they've kind of been moving forward, trying to keep things as close to normal and as close to originally scheduled as possible. Um, the problem is that you don't know that October is going to be better than September. So now you're pushing things back. I mean, they set up the schedule in such a way where those first four weeks, um, you know, weeks, I think it's week two and week three can be gone. It, it's it's I guess it's three and four that can be gone and, and week two can be collapsed into the bye weeks and then week one can become week 18. So they've already set themselves up for these contingencies. They've already um, set up the protocols that you need to if you wanted to push it back a month. Um, but if they're not going to have a preseason, there's less of a need to push things back. Um, it's just more time that people have to spend in isolation to avoid the spread. Uh, but it's possible if they see that pushing it back to October makes it more likely they can have uh, limited crowds in attendance. Maybe there's a value in that. Uh, just today, there was news about this, this push to try and have some money in escrow, a percentage of player salaries uh, to help offset some of the costs of the season. So now we're getting into baseball level public negotiations of, of shared losses and stuff like that, which doesn't bode very well. Um, you know, it's really encouraging to see baseball teams practicing, to see schedules coming out for baseball 
to see hockey and basketball taking their steps forward where teams are reporting going into the bubble in the NBA, uh, setting up, you know, what's ahead in hockey. You, you just hope that the next month can be um, a time of forward momentum and not setbacks because that's kind of what sports as a whole needs if pro football and college football are going to have any kind of chance to have a season played this fall. And, uh, you know, the NFL has kind of explored this. Uh, you know, there was a report that came out last week from Daniel Kaplan of The Athletic, one of your colleagues, saying that the NFL has kind of explored the fact of having waivers, fans, waivers. do you think they would definitely go through with that? And uh, do you think there is a possibility that fans would sign it or fans would opt out? Oh, no. I mean, I'm sure there's some fans that would sign it. Um, I think there's fans that are taking on the risk of getting Corona to do a lot less than watch football games without signing a waiver. So uh, I'm sure from the NFL standpoint, they're just protecting themselves. Um, I, I don't know how seriously you can prove where you got the coronavirus if you got it in terms of I got it in Section 335 on Sunday. Um, you know, I think even with contract tra- contact tracing, it, it's hard to prove where you get something. But again, if, if that's something the NFL is going to require, um, I don't think they're going to be dealing with full stadiums either way. So if it's only 20% of the fans are willing to sign that waiver, that might be the 20% they need to have what they want in the stands this fall. Do you feel like there's going to be some players that are going to opt out because you were just talking about negotiations and you spoke about baseball. There's already been baseball players that have kind of opted out basketball players do you think there's going to be a majority? I shouldn't say majority, but do you think there will be some uh, football players that may opt out this year because of COVID? Yeah, I mean, that, that's two very different questions. Is there a majority? No, there, there won't be a majority that opt out for COVID, not at all. Uh, could there be some? Yeah. I mean, if there's some players who were already pondering retirement, who already have the financial uh, means to, to step away from the game, this is just one more reason why you might call it quits, you know, rather than risk any uh, illness or, or putting your family at risk from from playing a season under odd circumstances like this. So yeah, there'll be some who were already on the fence whether they wanted to come back for 2020 that'll definitely uh, just say, I'm sorry, I'm going to pass. I think that's a small percentage. Um, I think you're seeing it in baseball right now where you definitely have seen uh, some significant players that are saying there, I mean, David Price, um, lots of other guys that that are getting names that we know um, that for whatever reason, they're, they're just they're not comfortable with the situation, whether it's the isolation or the risk of, of again, putting their families in danger. Um, you know, again, if you've made a hundred million dollars in a sport, maybe you don't need to have play that 15th season or something. So I think there will be some of that, but I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near a majority of the players. What about coaches? Because I kind of looking at Bruce Arians comments today, and this is to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay times. I'll probably double down with the mask and a face shield, uh, you know, because I'm already had my scare out there in Arizona. Uh, this is a cancer survivor. He's up there in age. Not only that, you have Tom Moore on the staff. So could you see possibly some coaches, you know, Bill Belichick, uh, Pete Carroll also affected by this. So is there a possibility you could see maybe some coaches opt out? You you could. I, I doubt there's going to be head coaches that opt out. And there could be some assistants, um, especially guys, again, that have been coaching for 40 or 50 years. Um, yeah, you, you could see that. I mean, again, Tom, Tom Moore, if you talk to Tom Moore, it takes a lot to take Tom Moore off the football field. So I think think he'll look coronavirus in the face and, and say, bring it. But um, yeah, I, th- I think, again, I think you'll have isolated examples of guys who have coached for a long time. And again, the, the older you are as a coach, the more at risk you are, like any other profession, to coronavirus. So Bruce Arians is 67. That's, that's nothing to take lightly, especially with some of the things he's dealt with. Um, it sounds like he has a plan in place. 
Um, obviously, he, he wouldn't be back coaching unless this team meant a lot to him. So I think it's probably a, uh, a conscious risk that he's taking right now. Um, I mean, who knows? If, if two months from now, uh, as we're closer to the start of the season, there are more real risks, maybe there are coaches that step away. But right now, I think that'll be much more the exception than the rule. And we're on with Greg Almond of the Athletic, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about. Want to go around the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, the richest contract in professional sports history, but the Chiefs had to pay it. You kind of wonder, though, Greg, is this going to hinder them uh, in the next couple years? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime. You know, the NFL, you have that window where you're paying somebody in a rookie contract and you can surround them with a lot of high paid talent. And then once you're paying somebody at the top of their profession, it, it's harder to uh, to have championship level skill around him. So um, with Pat Mahomes, I mean, something we, we knew was coming. Um, it's going to be coming for Dak Prescott. It's going to be coming for uh, Deshaun Watson. A lot of these young quarterbacks, uh, the best one of the best things about them is that they've been remarkably inexpensive compared to what quarterbacks can cost an NFL team. So um, in the immediate future, it won't change the Chiefs this year. It doesn't even really change them that much next year. But, yeah, long term, uh, they're committing, you know, 15, 20 percent of their salary cap to one player. So that that's going to be tough. Um, you know, I think he's shown himself to be worth every penny they give him. Um, to be able to lock him up for 10 years is is a wild thing by today's standards. You don't really see those kind of long term contracts. Um you know, I think they know who he is and I think they want to keep him there. So you have to admire that. I'm amazed you have people that it's just three times as big as any other contract in the NFL. And there's still people that are saying he he really locked himself out of the chance to make more and could come to regret this. Uh, I would be happy to regret a 503 or 477 million dollar contract. So I, I think he'll be fine with that. I think we're in the wrong business at this point, Greg, because if he's making that type of money, I'll just take, I don't know, I'll take a quarter of it at that juncture. But uh, who do you think is the next quarterback or the next player in the league to get the big-time deal? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Deshaun Watson? Is it a Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson's got a little bit more time on his rookie contract. So his, um, his time for when he needs a new contract is certainly later. I mean, he has two more years in his rookie contract. Um has a fifth year option after that, all those kind of things. So, I mean, Prescott's definitely the one who's on the most uh, pressing timeline, if you will. Um, so now it's just a matter of whether it's Dallas that gives him that kind of money or whether they let him go in the open market. Uh, Deshaun Watson isn't far behind. Um, you know, I think some of these older uh, veteran quarterbacks are in line for more money. And certainly once somebody resets the market like uh, like Mike Mahomes has here, that that's good news for everybody that was looking for a contract and quarterback money. So everybody's going to get a little bit more expensive now because it used to be that, you know, if, if you were the highest paid player in the position, that was great. Now everybody's going to be chasing that contract with, with Pat Mahomes in terms of length and guarantees, um, total money. It, it's going to make things harder to keep your quarterback no matter who he is. Really quick, and then I'll get you out of here, Greg Allman. Thanks a lot for joining me here on The Evolution. Sure. Uh, the Shaq Barrett situation, a lot of fans kind of fretting. Uh, you hear from Shaq that he's going to sign that contract on July 15th. That would be that franchise uh, deal. Is there anything new on that uh, situation at this point? Not really. And, and I don't think there will be anything too new. I mean, I think I think Shaq's holding out hope that there's some amazing contract that comes out from the Bucks in the next week or so. Um, I, I don't know why the Bucks would necessarily do that. I mean, if Shaq wants to be paid like a top tier pass rusher, that's that's $18, 20000000 million a year. Um, and they might decide a year from now that he's worth that. But right now, um, he's going to play on the franchise tag. It's still 
whatever, a threefold raise for him to make $16 million this coming season. So I think he's accepting of that and appreciative of the raise he gets. I think he'd like the security of a long-term contract. Some of these pass rushers, I mean, again, if he wants Flowers money, if he wants what Clowney's going to get or what some of these other top-tier pass rushers want to get, you can get like three years guaranteed, get $50 million guaranteed, some crazy, crazy guaranteed money. So um, unfortunately for him, he's really had one year playing at an elite level. So the Bucks can counter that by just paying him on the franchise tag. And if he validates that, if he's a Pro Bowl player again in 2020, if he gets even 12, 15 sacks, um, there'll be a real demand for him. He's still only 27 years old um, to where he can have a great market and a free agent. I mean, I doubt they'd franchise him again. So I think he's either going to get that long-term contract uh, from the Bucks or the chance to go on the open market. So uh, for Shaq, it just means he has to be happy to, to take that $16 million. It, It's more than he's made in his entire career up to this point. So it's a nice um, pill to swallow, if you will. But I, I think it'll be fine. I don't think there's any animosity. I don't think there's any kind of holdout or anything like that. A, a week from now, when it gets to the 15th, he'll, he'll sign that franchise tender and he'll be there when camp starts. Let me talk about the Deshaun Jackson situation because he is a former Buck, but in a little bit of hot water right now with his yeah. comments. What do you think the NFL is going to do about it with – uh, the the social climate right now. Would you could you see him suspended or cut from the Philadelphia Eagles because uh, these are very troubling comments, Greg? Yeah, I don't think it's an NFL matter at all. It's probably up to the Eagles, um, and it certainly looks like he, he could be looking at getting cut. I mean, he's got some guaranteed money. It sounds like this is kind of uh, left to the lawyers right now to decide whether or not what he's done and what that post did. It's kind of one of those vague conduct unbecoming type things where if they think that can waive the guaranteed portion yeah. of his contract uh, he didn't do all that much last year i think he played in three games i think he had nine catches so he was a high-priced receiver to begin with um, the eagles don't have a ton at receiver but uh you're alienating a huge part of your fan base when you put something up like that i, I to to see his apology i think it certainly wasn't meant as badly as it looked you, you just especially in this climate right now you you can't be quoting hitler and highlighting passages you think are from hitler uh and talking about any race or any religion as a whole in a negative fashion. This, this is the wrong time to be doing that. I think he understands that now, uh, but it'll be interesting to see whether they can mend fences with the Eagles or, or whether he's done and is, is in a tough position where I, I don't, he'd be kind of radioactive too. I don't know how quickly he'd get signed either. Good stuff, Greg Almond. Go ahead and promote yourself here because I want you know Bucks Report to follow you on Twitter. Great follow, does a great job with the athletic. Go ahead and promote yourself, my friend. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at my name, just Greg Allman, G-R-E-G-A-U-M-A-N. Everything I write is at theathletic.com. Uh, lots of Buck stories. we got a next day or two, we'll have an oral history of the pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium. we got a big uh, stadium architecture series going across our site. And we're lots of fun stories about the pirate ship and, and how it came about and who's gotten scared by it and, and how they do it every day, that kind of stuff. So thanks again to everybody who already subscribes. And if not, uh, I think right now, if you sign on, you can get a 30-day free trial. Uh, see all the great content we have before you have to pay anything. Thanks again for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for coming on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. All right? All right. You guys take care. Have a good night. Yep, you too. There you go. Good stuff there from Greg Allman of The Athletic. So he basically put it out there. Uh, there's going to be precautions taken. Nobody really knows about the situation. We continue to talk about it. But Ali Marpet had some comments today. Gre uh, excuse me. Bruce Arians had some comments today. Tell you what, let's go ahead and take a quick phone call here, and then we'll get out to Jacob Chernow of Hard Count Football Podcast. It's kind of different, say, uh, baseball name. But we'll go out to Matt Colson. Matt, welcome to the evolution of Sports Talk Television. What's your uh, what's on your mind tonight? 
I wanted to tell you, you guys have grown up right in front of my eyes. That Al Keck show was fantastic. <laughs> well, hey, look, there's a reason why Bucks Report gets a Tampa Bay sports talk legend. I'm going to tell you right now, Gabe, you, you were trying to be funny. That's a sports talk legend, my friend. 40 years of sports broadcasting experience, WTSP Channel 10, WFTS Channel 28. That's why you come to Bucks Report. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I remember him when he had glasses. So <laughs> yes. Very well. Yes. Um, yeah, but he, his closing sentiment about the Whitney Houston national anthem was spot on, and I really agreed with him on that. Um, so I'm just going to leave that where it is. Okay. So with Greg Allman here, you guys were talking about this COVID situation and how they're going to work all that out. Sure. That's a that's a really sticky wicket. I I don't understand. How they can, like he said, how do you know October is better than September mm -hmm. or November is not going to be worse or whatever? Right. And um, I don't under, I, I, I told you a couple of weeks ago, I think that it's going to be an eight week season. And you told me that's not possible or something to that effect. And I, I still think if the way things are going right now in Dallas, which I don't know if you read about that today or not, they're filling up hospitals down there like New York was. Yeah, so, it, it's a situation where it, it affects everybody, and it even affects the football players. And, and we'll get into that with Bruce Arians, what he had to say, because they're very interesting comments about his health and how he's treated with coaches. But just to take something from those comments really quick, he basically got on his coaches' asses to do the right thing. Why? So those players can follow the same rule. So I feel like if some of our politicians, and I'm not making it political, I'm just saying some of the leaders – would follow some of the safety standards that maybe some of the people would basically do the same thing, but it just hasn't happened. And you continue to have uh, the the uh, the spikes in, in, in both of those states and in Texas well, and Florida. Take into consideration, though, Peter, that the the big cheese, Mr. Trump, he's getting pested every day, right? And everybody around him getting pested every time they walk in the room, right? So if there's anybody in the country that's not going to catch COVID, it's going to be the president and the vice president. They're right. going to cover that ass. And 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 what what happened with the Pence got it indirectly. He got put in quarantine because one of his staffers got it a month. Yeah, ago. I really don't want to go in, and I want to keep I'm, it. I'm just saying. I got you. I got you. It's not what you see on TV. Right. It's what you're doing off camera. I, a lot of that stuff where they go on the air, they're having to take the mask off so they sure. can speak clearly and make their inflection and do what they do. Right. So you can't just assume because you see them on TV that they're not wearing the mask. That's my point. Yeah. No, no, I no. i got to believe that most everybody in Washington is wearing a mask most of the time because mm -hmm. that's it's one of the big metropolitan areas and you've got to do it. So that's that. But I hope it gets working because I, I, I'm – Gassed about the season, I've come to the to the conclusion that I don't care what Tom Brady does as long as the defense continues to improve. I don't think we're going to really uh, pressure Tom Brady that much to win every game. I think we're going to be better on the other side of the ball than a lot of people have even considered if we can get started because they're working from a, a, a place where they were on the upswing at the end of last year. And – I don't know if Brady can make it through a month or not with, with the offensive line. So I'm hoping that we don't keep him out there all the time. I'm hoping that the defense can, can uh, cover some bases like they did back in the good old days. 
but well, we'll, we'll definitely see how that goes. But I, I definitely think there could be some delay. It looks like there's not going to be a preseason. So how does that affect the players going forward? Uh, again, we talked Your about this. Right. <laughs> right. 400 reps from the rookies. I mean, that's definitely got to take a toll. So we're going to see how these rookies develop. Uh, we're going to see uh, around the, the rest of the NFL how that's going to work out. How does that work out uh, with teams? Like right. I, I mean, it, it? right. Exactly. Exactly. Good stuff, Matt. Anything else? No, I'm going to listen. I, I, I appreciate you letting me talk to you today. Absolutely, so Matt. Anytime. Great definitely. Show. Yeah. Thank you very and much. I, use uh, use that second call. With with the uh, with the acceleration of what you're doing here, it's getting to be big big league, and I'm proud of you. Hey, and well, I appreciate that, talk. Matt. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, it's not just me; it's everybody here involved with Bucks Reports. The great people. It's the guys that have been in the business that are making it all come together, and they're going all in the right direction, the same direction. The direction that the country has to come into is we have to be unified. I'm not making a political, just go. saying. Uh, thanks a lot, Matt. Appreciate you. All right. You have a good night. Peter. All right, good stuff. There you go. Let's go out to the webheads, and then I'll get this guy on here who I would say is a prodigy. I'm just going to say Jacob Chernow of Hard Count Football Podcast. I believe that's what it is. Uh, but Gabe already read that comment. Uh, his tan was perfect. Uh, Peter is the GOAT. Rodney, thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm not the GOAT, but I strive to be. What's up, Dylan? How you doing? Uh, he's muted. Uh, what's up, Dylan? Uh, Greg Allman. Absolutely. Peter, how are you, buddy? Finally made the show. Miss you. Miss you too, later. Thanks a lot for tuning into the evolution. Uh, do you think Alkek and Peter Blake changed seats? Uh, it is the same seat, my friend. Uh, that's why we weren't on time. We were a little bit late, uh, but we'll try to figure that out. Okay. Uh, Christopher Cole, what's going on? Hi, I guess so. Uh, hey, Leda, and again, we're live from RPB Studios on the Sports Web NFL edition. So we're going to go around the NFL. We're going to talk about your uh, NFL teams, not only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It doesn't mean if you tune in and you're not a Bucks fan that you can't call in. And it doesn't mean if we're talking about the NFL that you can't talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's all out there. 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. Welcome to the evolution of Sports Talk Television. Join the 65,000 following we have here on Facebook, of course, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And, of course, the Chris Landry Football Network live on Twitch. Thanks a lot to Chris Landry. We'll try to get him on uh, tomorrow night. No Tampa tonight. Best virtual edits video. Uh, Money talks, though. Absolutely. Uh, and how would anyone say where you got it? Uh, well, I mean, it just depends on it. It comes down to the players having that safety issue, basically staying out of the bars and staying out of those situations. And even uh, Coach Arians and what you hear around the league have kind of talked about it. They have. So we'll get into that. What's up, boys? What's going on? Best virtual edits video. Uh, Jay Callen, Greg Allman knows his stuff. That's why we get him on the sports web. What's going on, Johnny Dean? Uh, good evening, not good afternoon. I don't know what you were thinking. Uh, I tell you what, let's hold off on the call right now because I want to get our guests on, but I want to read these comments and then we'll get to There's uh, T Prep. What's up, guys? Uh, great show today on Bucks Report. Nick Citro, Blake Anthony, Alkek, and now Peter with Greg Amen. Absolutely. Uh, Tampa Prep, how's it going tonight? Didn't see you in the Alkek show, which, by the way, Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock, the Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend who does tremendous. Where's Peter North? I have no idea. Jay Cole, yes, sir. Priceless. Uh, let's see. I didn't know the sports web was on Tuesday. Been looking around the Bay Area at local high school 
uh, talent. Yes, we're going. We are five days a week. That's right. Five days a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Predominantly, we talk Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then after that, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, we try to keep it around the NFL. So we talk both, uh, but that's what we're doing here on the sports web. So five days a week, uh, nine o'clock for most of those besides Tuesday night, which is 10 o'clock. All right. So there you go. Tell your friends here. We'll read the rest of these comments and then we'll get our guest on. Uh, Al Keck has a show he does on Tuesday nights at nine o'clock. Travis Bailey, we got Greg Almond citing. Hope you're doing well. Absolutely. New timeline. Peter will be on five nights a week. Uh, Mitchell Biscuits up for a new deal. Uh, Tuesdays at nine o'clock is Al Keck. Uh, Pat is a big money guy. Even better, Travis Faley citing Outkick. Peter is on right behind him. That's so cool. Very cool. Absolutely. Bucks Report doing a lot of big things here. Keep on tuning in. Uh, Deshaun has no chill. He definitely doesn't. Uh, Deshaun is lost. Laugh out loud. Uh, the kid, Travis Faley, Sticky Wickets uh, gets the worms. <laughs> Joshua Allen, we've got a great lineup, boys. Peter, five days a week. Nick Citro at 2. Blake Anthony at 3.30. Outkick at 9. All on Tuesday. My show premieres next Wednesday, Alex Fleming, and Saturday, which would be Turf Talk. And, of course, Couple Ray with Best of the Bay's Tampa Bay Ray Kennedy uh, on Sundays uh, with more shows in the pipeline, says Jay Cole. Thanks a lot. Travis Haley, Peter should always wear a mask, a virus or not. Thank you very much. Uh, Bucks should do whatever it takes to keep Shaq with them for the rest of his career, just saying. But the problem is, Daryl Floyd, the fact of the matter is that they don't have the money. They're going to try to work on it. But I think the Bucks are going about this in the right direction. And it's what uh, Greg said. Basically, Shaq has never seen this type of money before. So he's going to sign that contract. And then if he puts up those type of numbers or I don't know if he's going to duplicate 19 and a half sacks, but if he gets over uh, if, he, if he gets over 10 sacks and he's consistent, I definitely could see him getting a long-term deal. Uh, the president of Brazil, who was making videos with his fans saying they would never wear a mask or social distance, now has the virus. There you go. How about the packed beaches on the 4th? Uh, awesome show. Thank you very much, Buck and Blake. Appreciate you there. Jay Callen, raising the bar here at Buck's Report. Absolutely big. Peter Blake, thank you very much. Love the unification take. Absolutely. I think we need to be unified in this time of with everything is going crazy. And this is not a political statement. This is a humanistic statement. I'm a human being. I love everybody. I don't care about color of skin. I don't care what you believe politically. We can all disagree. That's what makes America great. It's the great melting pot. And it's also what makes the sports web a must watch show because everybody can have an opinion. Everybody can say what they want to say. We can disagree, but we can walk away respectfully as friends. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Jay Callen, uh, there you go with the, uh, that wasn't your house, Pete. This is RPB Studios. That's what it is. And uh, this is RPB Studios in Clearwater. I'm your host, Peter Blake, on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. And if you don't know what RPB Studios means, it is a dedication to my father. There you go. Best virtual edits video. That sounds real optimistic. What's going on, Cornell? And uh, Jacob Charnow. All right, let's go ahead and get him on here because he's waited long enough. Uh, let's go on and get him on here. Jacob Charnow, welcome to the evolution of Sports Talk Television, my friend. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me back. Uh, it's a busy night. A uh, lot of things to talk about here involving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but we'll kind of table that a little bit. Let's talk around the NFL, and the big news has been 
uh, Patrick Mahomes and that big time deal. I mean, it's it's they had to do it. They had to sign the contract, but 503 total you know, overall, it's 450. But if he reaches all those incentives, and right now you have to feel like the Chiefs are in a great situation where even Mahomes talked about a dynasty. Uh, first and foremost, what are your thoughts on the contract? And second, do you think this could be a dynasty eventually? Well, first, I mean, that contract is ridiculous. I mean, 503 million, like any player, I I think there's not a lot of players that would be worth that money, half a billion dollars, but especially Patrick Mahomes, just, I mean, the way he's played in the last few years, you can't, you can't argue that he's not worth that money. Like he's, he is going to be far and away. I, I think he definitely could, he has the potential to be the greatest football player of all time. And I think he could definitely pass Brady's six rings. I think that and answering the second part of the question that could definitely become a dynasty over there i mean they have so much young talent and they can continue to bring back more talent and they continue to draft young i think the fact that they got clyde edwards alaire he's going to be fantastic in that spot him and damian williams you know you can't forget about damian williams back there he really showed up last year in the uh postseason and he really made a name for himself and i think that he's going to continue to do that tyreek hill obviously uh mccall hardman demarcus robinson i love all those guys and they're I think they're changing the way football is played and they definitely have potential to be a team that is dominant for a very, very long time. Yeah. I mean, he's 24 years old. He's going to be 25 here in a couple months. So he's absolutely in the driver's seat. Now with all those young players, do you feel like the chiefs could lose some of those players because of this big time contract? Um, You know, I think if some of them really stand out and some of them want to demand more money, I think Tyreek Hill might definitely be one of those guys, but he seems very happy as a chief. I mean, they're winning games. Why would you like if you're winning games? I, I mean, I get a lot of guys want money, but you know, why would you not want to play for a winning team? You know, guy, a guy. As much as I bring up Jamal Adams, he definitely wants to. He wants more money, but he also wants to be part of a winning culture. You know, the Jets just, as much as I hate to say it, they're not a winning culture. They they haven't had a winning culture for quite some time now. I think they could definitely develop and become one, but right now, I. I I mean, Jamal, yes, he wants money from the Jets, but I, I don't think that Jamal is really concerned about the money as much as it is winning anymore. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I think that maybe a guy like Chris Jones or some parts of that defense, but I think for the most part that offense could stay together for a long time, maybe swapping out a few pieces. But I think the main key guys are going to stay there. And yeah, Chris Jones is my biggest concern. They could lose him. He's already talked about kind of sitting out. Do you feel like he's going to go through with that with a Le'Veon Bell stance? And do you feel like it's the smartest situation for him? Because look, he is a primetime defensive player. I don't know if he's the best defensive player on that team. And I'm not sure if he should be sitting out. First, it's a bad optic. And second, you lose that year of football. It's not really a smart decision, in my opinion, right? Yeah, well, Le'Veon Bell is probably the worst person to listen to about that because you know <laughs> he he took he took the year off and he came back and he he very clearly was not the same player as he was in Pittsburgh. That's just uh, taking a year off of football, especially football. It, it's it's so hard it's to get back into it, and that's why I think if there if if the unfortunate case that there wouldn't be a season this year were to happen. I, I, it, it would hurt so many players just because, you know, Le'Veon came back, wasn't the same player. Chris Jones would definitely not be the same player. I think, especially on defense, you know, there's a lot of stuff with uh, with foot foot movement, stuff like that, that 
could get thrown off just the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. He's and Chris Jones definitely is not the best player on that Chiefs defense. I think Tyron Matthew probably would be the best player on that defense. And oh, Frank I, Clark, maybe Frank Clark too. Frank, I like Frank Clark. I, I definitely he. It's between them. I, I mean, I, I the Chiefs definitely have some good players on defense, but Chris Jones, you know. I don't think he really has the right to sit out as much as other players would have. I don't know. That's just, that's just my take on it. I, I like Chris Jones, but I think he should definitely play because that year off could definitely hurt him. Evolution of Sports Talk podcast called again, Hard Count Football podcast. Yeah, Hard Count Football. Yes, and that's on the YouTube channel here at Bucks Report. Definitely like and follow. Does some great stuff. And how old are you again, my friend? 17? I am 16. 16. All right, what were you doing at 16 here at Bucks Report? Uh, This guy is killing it here on the YouTube channel talking about football there. So uh, who do you think gets the the next big-time contract? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, or somebody we're not talking about? Um, You know, like Greg said, I think it's definitely going to – I think Dak Prescott is the guy who's kind of in the spotlight right now with his big contract. Whether the Cowboys budge and actually pay him is a different story, but the the next guy who probably deserves it the most I would say is Deshaun Watson. I think that he's definitely a guy who – um, he's worked. He's definitely worked with not a lot. I mean, what else has he had besides DeAndre Hopkins on that offense? He hasn't really had an elite running back or any other really above average wide receivers to work with. And you've seen you you see some of the plays he makes. Like just that an example is that play in the Bills game, mm-hmm. and then the play where he got his eye taken out and he still threw a touchdown like that. Like every it seems like every single time he gets on the field, he produces. And I think that if there's anybody who is definitely worth that, it would be Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, Watson's definitely uh, has a, a, a big opportunity. The thing is, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins there with uh, Braden Cooks. I mean, what do you think the impact of that? Would you see? Could you see his numbers going down this year because he doesn't have Hopkins as a wide receiver? Um, yeah, definitely. I think that uh, you need to surround quarterbacks as good as they are. I think you need to surround quarterbacks with weapons, and that's kind of the biggest problem that happens to teams. Like, I think. Teams like, you know, the Jets are the they have a big problem with their with their receivers. The mm-hmm. Bengals, I think, are another team where, you know, Joe Burrow, I think, is very talented. I think he could face a lot of trouble just because he doesn't have a lot of guys to throw to. AJ Green, big question mark with his uh injuries. Tyler Boyd, he's all right. They don't have Tyler Eifert anymore. And on the Jets, you know, if Brashad Perryman's your one receiver, that's I mean, as good as he was towards the end of the season for the Bucks, I can't see him as a one as a reliable wide receiver one for the Jets, just like I didn't think Robbie Anderson was. And I I think Perriman probably is a downgrade from Robbie Anderson, but you know, it's very important to surround good. uh, It's very important to surround quarterbacks with good weapons or else, you know, they won't be able to show what they can do and you might get a wrong reading. I don't know, but that's just kind of, I I, I think that if Deshaun Watson, definitely, he could definitely take a step down, but I don't think it'll be that much. Good stuff. And, you know, the AFC East are talking about the New York Jets. You know, much has been made about Sam Darnold and, and his development. Uh, do you feel like he'll develop into 
that that quarterback that a lot of people expect. And what do you see from this AFC East? Because now everybody assumed it was going to be the Buffalo Bills, but the New England Patriots signed Cam Newton. You have the Jets there in Miami. I think they're maybe a year away. What do you see in the AFC East? So definitely, I I, I definitely had the Patriots uh, not doing as well before they signed Cam Newton. You know, I don't think Cam Newton is necessarily Superman like he was when they went to the Super Bowl. I think he's still facing, I mean, that injury, it, it, it obviously hurt him last year. We don't know how much it's going to affect him come this season. I mean, there's a reason that he wasn't really sought after that much as really any other team besides the Patriots. The Jets, I think they're definitely a few steps away from being contenders, definitely at the receiver spot. Let's see what happens with Jamal Adams, but I think for the most part that defense is really good, but that offense could uh, struggle. I definitely like Sam Darnold. I definitely think he has the potential to be a very good quarterback, and he just needs the right weapons around him, like I said. The Dolphins, we'll see what I, – I can't really – I don't really have a read on Tua right now. Uh, he was obviously very good at Alabama, but faced injuries, stuff like that. I don't really know how that's going to hurt. Well, they, Jacob, even you know, Coach Arian said that he would have started him. I said this about a couple of weeks ago, that if he's healthy, uh, he would start him. Do you think that, first and foremost, look inside your crystal ball here, do you think he's going to be healthy for 2020? And if he's not, do you feel like the Dolphins will go with a Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know, I actually think that the Dolphins are going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick anyway. Obviously, Bruce Arians knows more about this than I do when it comes to uh, reading quarterbacks. But, um, you know, if Tua were to start week one, it could definitely hurt. I don't, I'm don't. i not a big fan of unless you're the one pick starting a quarterback week one necessarily. I don't think Justin Herbert should start week one. I don't really think Tua should only because of that injury. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he really didn't do that poorly for the team towards the end of last year. And... They, they could definitely win some games. I think that they're not really looking to win this year. I mean, yes, this year would probably be the year to do it with the AFCs being really wide open. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think they have so many draft picks for the next couple of years that they're still in that rebuild phase and they want to give Tua some time to develop. But they start in week one. I can't see the consequences being that bad unless he gets hurt. You look at the AFC, and we're on with Jacob Schur now, of course, of the Hard Count football podcast exclusively here on Bucks Report, 16 years old. What were you doing when you were 16? On the evolution of Sports Talk Television, I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about. Uh, the AFC, you have the Baltimore Ravens. They have the Kansas City Chiefs. What other teams there that you believe could be competitive uh, in that conference this year? Um. So I think one team that definitely to look at is the Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos are definitely, you know, they have a lot of young talent there. Drew Locke, he hasn't, we haven't really seen a lot from him. He played a few games. He showed a lot of potential. He's surround, they're surrounding him with weapons with Cortland Sutton, who I think is going to have an even bigger breakout year this year. Jerry Judy, I don't really know what to think about him yet. Obviously there's, he hasn't been to training camp, hasn't been to anything, hasn't played an NFL game, but I think, from what I've seen in college, he's going to be really good. Um, Noah Fan, I think he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl tight end come this year. And still on that defense, you know, Von Miller's obviously taken a step down, but I think he's still a very good, uh, very good defensive player. Uh, Justin Simmons, I really like Justin Simmons. Um, Bradley Chubb, or returning Bradley Chubb, could definitely he. People forget how good he was actually before uh, before he left. Um, I think another team in the AFC that could uh, probably have a chance would be, you know, 
you look at the AFC South and I really see the Indianapolis Colts maybe sneaking into that seven seed, you know, look out for them. That division is also one that could be very wide open. They had a very good draft. I, I love Jonathan Taylor, love Michael Pittman. I, I think that adding DeForest Buckner on that defense, along with Darius Leonard, I think Darius Leonard is one of the most underrated players in, in the league on defense. You know, they have uh, Malik Hooker. Uh, that defense could definitely take the next step up this year. As long as Philip Rivers doesn't throw an insane amount of interceptions, because as as much as you could say, you know, oh, he had no offensive line. He threw 20 interceptions. Like you can't, you can't throw 20 interceptions and still expect to win that many football games. You know, as Buccaneers fans, you saw Jameis Winston, obviously threw ridiculous amount of interceptions. He also threw a crazy amount of touchdowns and yards, but those interceptions hurt more than anything else because you're, you're giving the other team just opportunities to score. And obviously the way you win is you score more points than the other team. So (laughs) giving them more opportunities to score is just a horrible idea. So, I mean, it comes down to turnovers. You're exactly right. We've had people on here that basically say, look, if you're turning over the ball, you're putting your defense in a bad situation. And that's been, you know, the kind of bugaboo for Phillip Rivers. Do you feel like in your opinion, what you've seen of him, do you feel like he still has something left in the tank? obviously with you saying that he goes to the playoffs, but do you feel like he still has something left in the tank? I mean, it, he's up there in age. You know, I, 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 I definitely agree with that because, you know, I, I, I can't see Philip Rivers necessarily having an all-star year. And I, I think at best he has an average year, but I think they're going very run heavy on that, on that offense this year. And as long as they keep running the football, I, I think that Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack, who I really like, uh, could could both be very helpful for that for that team. Because, yeah, USF yeah. guy, USF guy. A lot of uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay area knows a lot about him, and a lot of people were making some controversial, uh, making a controversial subject because they did draft uh, Jonathan Taylor and Mack. You know, you got. hasn't been able to stay healthy, but we'll just stand by here. We've got a little tech. Uh, with Tom Brady and his age, uh, you know, listening to Bucky Brooks the other day, he had his top five uh, teams with the skill positions. He had the Bucks ranked at number two, the Browns at number one. Of course, the Browns last year, big-time expectations. And he even went as far, and this will be Bucky Brooks of NFL.com, saying that Brady could duplicate those numbers from 2007 where he threw 50 touchdowns. What's your number on Brady and his touchdowns for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? In Ooh, um, you know, I think that it, Brady might be the most interesting situation right now with because every, it, everyone has a different take on Brady. That's what's that's what's so great about it because some people are like, oh, he's old, he doesn't have it anymore. He really, even with even though he had no weapons, he wasn't as accurate with the football as he was in previous years. Then other people, and I'm more on this side where you know. He didn't have any weapons. You have to look at that. I'm, I'm, as you can tell from what I've said, you know, I've, I'm a big fan of surrounding quarterbacks with, with the weapons to succeed. If you got to, he's, he's a smart kid here because you got to help your quarterback out. I put that out there, not only offensive line, but you got to give him the skill positions. And if you don't, then you have a year of 24 and eight and still 24 and eight over 4,000 yards. It's nothing to, you know, sneeze about. That's still pretty numbers. Oh yeah, and you know now they're sound, like 
if you're taking Julian Edelman, who's been injured, he's getting up there in age now. I don't really know how many more years Julian Edelman has left, only because of all the injuries. And he just he's playing like a much older receiver than he actually is. And you're replacing him with Mike Evans, who is young. While he's had his fair share of injuries, he's been relatively healthy. And whenever he is healthy, if both of them are healthy, Mike Evans is producing way more than Julian Edelman is. And that's just a fact. Then you also get Chris Godwin. Let's say Mike Evans is locked up. They're playing some team like the Niners, Richard Sherman, locking Mike Evans up. You also have Chris Godwin all the way down the field who's open for two or three touchdowns a game. Like, it, it, Then you have Gronk. Who I we'll see how how much production Gronk gets, but even if he doesn't, OJ Howard, I love OJ Howard. I've been I've been a fan of OJ Howard for quite some time now. And then Cameron Bray, I also like Cameron Bray. All all these guys, the fact that there's so many guys for him to throw to, it, it it's like the Patriots wouldn't spend money for Brady's receivers. That and Bruce Arians is willing to open up his pocket for any guy that really Brady wants besides obviously Antonio Brown, but um, I wouldn't want Antonio Brown on my team. If I, even if I had no receivers, uh, not a Brown fan, not a Mr. Big chest fan. You, you feel like he's a cancer to the locker room. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of Antonio, but I don't think, I, I think that maybe he's had his fair share of CTE. I can, you can tell that just kind of, obviously he's going for some mental, uh, I don't know, really mental uh, health evaluations. I think that's what they're making him do. Right. And, and, you know, yeah, good for him. He, I hope he gets his life sorted out or whatever, and hopefully he can get back on the field eventually. But right now, I can't see any team that really should take a chance on him. Um, yeah, I. I well, well, let me ask you this: You know, Baltimore has been talked about because his cousins there and a Marquise Hollywood Brown, uh, and then you also have Lamar Jackson there, so that could be interesting. Plus, he would play the Pittsburgh Steelers twice a year, and then also you have the Seattle Seahawks, who he's been seen working out with and Russell Wilson. So which better, what's the better fit there in your opinion, if you had an opportunity or a chance to get an Antonio Brown, who still has something left in the tank, but it also, it comes down to the off the field suspension. Is it Baltimore or is it Seattle? I, you know, if he's looking to win, I think either of those spots would be a fantastic. I mean, Russell Wilson is absolutely fantastic. I think until we'll, we'll see after this year, but right as of right now, Mahomes is, I think Russell Wilson, just because of his pre-snap and leadership, I'd say Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, I don't think he'll be fully utilized. I don't think Antonio Brown would be fully utilized in Baltimore as much as he would really want to. I think that if he were to want to go somewhere, he'd probably want to be the the guy there. And if he's going to be the guy somewhere, I think what better place to go than, you know, Seattle, where it's not as mainstream as a place like Baltimore would be, or New England was, or it, even Oakland. I mean, Vegas now, but Oakland then. California, that's a hard state to play in. A lot of the Raiders fans are not easy to please. <laughs> it, it's, you know, I don't know. I'd say Seattle. I think yeah. Seattle. Okay. All right. I'll take that. And uh, going back to Cam Newton, and we'll get you out of here. Thanks a lot for joining us here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, here live on the SportsWeb NFL edition on the Landry Football Network, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and follow and join the 65,000 following we have here. Uh, Jacob, Cam Newton to the New England Patriots. 
I have this bet with uh, one of the newest writers here, Joshua Cole Allen, that they're not going to have more than six wins. Do you think Cam Newton makes that team a playoff contender? Or uh, is there still, you know, with the Patriots having the toughest schedule, you think it's going to be tough sledding? Um, I would say they get over. I don't know about a playoff team, but I think they get probably over six wins just because, you know, (laughs) Cam Newton. I'm going to lose my wing. That's what you're basically telling me. Uh, You know, uh, that that probably wouldn't have been a bet I would have taken. Well, well, look here. They had Jerry (laughs) Stenham that was the star, and people were trying to tell me he's – He's Tom Brady reincarnated and Bill Belichick and all this other stuff. Like he's never taken a start in the NFL and you have COVID-19 going on. Hello. I'll take that bet all day long, but Cam Newton. uh, So you feel like he's going to be an improvement over Stidham and you feel like also the Patriots could be uh, a playoff team once again. Well, I haven't been a fan of Stidham as soon as Brady left. Uh, Everyone, the Patriots tried to convince us that Jared Stidham was going to be their starter. And I was there. I was no way I was believing that it's Bill Belichick. He's not going with Jared Stidham. He needs the best, the best there. And Cam Newton, he was the guy on the market that was like, Oh, you want a quarterback? Get Cam Newton. No, I don't think so. I think, I think that even though he's probably going to win a few more games than Jared Stidham would have for sure. Only because Jared Stidham is just, just not a fan. I'm just not a fan of him. I don't think they're going to necessarily be a playoff team, especially in the AFC. That's it's such a hard division, and there's so many teams that are contenders. I don't know. I wouldn't really see the Patriots as a team that are going to make the playoffs this year. Good stuff, good stuff. And let me ask you this, and we'll get you out of here on this. And this is Jacob Shaw now of uh, Hard Account Football Podcast, exclusively here on Bucks Report. Uh, with uh, everything that has been talked about with fans signing waivers, I know you're a fan of football. If somebody gave you a waiver to sign to go see a football game, would you sign it to see that game? Um, I think it really depends what the capacity of the stadium is. Okay. Um, and I guess we'll kind of see where where we are when football season happens. I'm in New Jersey, in the New York, New Jersey area, so it's not it's not great here right now. But um, it, it, if it's probably twenty percent capacity. We'll, we'll see how spaced out there. If the all the protocols are right, I, I mean, maybe if everyone's wearing a mask and taking all the necessary safety precautions. But, you know, I, I, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see where we are in September. Matic, I put you on the spot. You said, I'm not sure about that. You know, some people would say yes or no, uh, but you're exactly right. The situation there and – uh, they've had officials that have come out and said, look, you know, there's not going to be any fans allowed in the stadium. So it's a very tricky situation. What's not tricky is Jacob Shaw now here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Go ahead and promote yourself, my friend. Yeah, so it's Hard Count Football Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Jacob Charnow. I'm on Instagram at Hard Count Football. I'm on YouTube. Uh, just search up Hard Count Football Podcast. I'll be there. You know, I post videos a couple of times a week, just top headlines from the NFL. You know, just give my takes on that stuff. And, you know, have some fun stuff coming up. But I'll be here hopefully some more times. I'll be, you know. Of course you will. I mean, how old are you again? 16? I mean, you're only going to get better here on the sports web. I'm just amazed by that. You're unbelievable. Keep on doing what you're doing here uh, for Bucks Report. You're doing a hell of a job. And we'll definitely have you back on the evolution. All right? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. There you go. Jacob Charnow of the Hard Count Football Podcast. So it's you and me. I mean, if you want to talk football, let's talk some football. It can be Bucks. It can be any NFL team you want. This is the Sports Web, the 
Uh, Pro Football Edition live on the Landry Football Network. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Once again, join the 65,000 following. And, of course, get on the phone lines if you guys want to talk. 727-255-03. Out to uh, the phone lines whenever you guys are ready. We'll also read some of these comments here. Uh, but what do you think of his comments? What do you think of Greg Almond? Uh, talking about, once again, you know, Patrick Mahomes receiving that big deal. Who's the next guy, in your opinion? Uh, the Deshaun Jackson situation. Do you think the Eagles will get rid of him? I do. And it's not only for the comments, but it's the fact of what we always talk about here on the Sports Lab, right? General manager, coach, owner will put up with you until it's time to let you go when basically your talent doesn't supersede the whole distraction process. We'll get back to that in a moment. Let's go out to the phone lines. Welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm back home. What's up, Gabe? What's on your mind? Um, first off, uh, I have no idea what he's actually doing thinking whenever he put up that post. Sure. Okay. Well, I agree with you. I don't I understand it either. What was going through his in mind. Well, I mean, look, that is, look, here's the thing. This is the downside about social media. Everybody kind of wants to, you know, do their thing, put something out there, push send. But if you feel like it's in the back of your mind, and, and it goes back to Herman Edwards that he talked about some years ago, don't push send. You know, have one chain, have one car, have one house. And if you feel like you want to say something that's maybe controversial and you don't feel so great about it, don't push send. That's what social media, that's what some people got to get over. And look, you do have the freedom of speech to say whatever you want to, but also there's consequences for that freedom of speech. And the reason why I think they're going to let him go is not only because of the controversial uh, comments, but because he hasn't been very good. He hasn't been. He wasn't good last year. He gave them nothing. Uh, I don't have to talk about Jackson and his character situation. He's had him all throughout his career. And I'll tell you right now, uh, with him being a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, there are many reports out there. The reason why Jameis Winston and his mental capacity was ruined is because of Jackson. So I'm not surprised by it at all. And the reason why it continues to go on is because somebody doesn't put their foot down. I think the Eagles may do that. Go ahead. I mean, um, that's pretty much it. He has a very giant ego, and that's what basically ruins James Winston, as much as I hate to say it, because I don't like doing it, but I think Deshaun Jackson played a major part of why he started doing so bad in the first place. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Well, I mean, look, he's got talent when he's able to stay healthy and put it on the field, but all these unnecessary uh, distractions and all the other stupid stuff and being a locker room cancer, which he was with the Bucks, I know this for a fact. I've heard reports about it. I know for a fact you've heard it. He was a locker room cancer, and everywhere he's been, he has not, uh, he's not been missed. He really hasn't. So I, I feel like, you know, the Eagles may make a move either in the next couple of days to get rid of him. If we don't, uh, fine. You know, he's, he's not the worst person on earth. You just make a dumb decision and say this kind of dumb stuff right now with the social climate the way it is. You just can't get away with it. Uh, and I think the NFL or the Eagles, like Greg Allman said, will have something to say about it. Anything else, Dave? Um, yes, I told two of my friends that I uh, that you did watch the stream tonight. Okay. And wanted to say something, but I can see them if you allow me. Go for it. 
Jacob, Bill, shut up about what happened at OSU. All the guy did was wear a conservative new network t-shirt that doesn't look Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Thank you a lot for the call. No, we ain't going to do that. No, no, no. We ain't doing that. No. We're not doing politics on this show. I'm sorry. I mean, we can talk about social climate. I'm just not going to talk about that stuff. No. 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. All right, let's go out to the webheads here. Uh, read some comments. Uh, 50 million a year is a deal. What type of deal is that? Uh, youngest podcaster, one of the better ones, absolutely. Uh, the contract was a deal. I know Travis Gilly was talking about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ron says, uh, very ridiculous. Uh, then, of course, you get crickets when you ask a direct question. Uh, Peter's Broadcasting School, huh? <laughs> uh, Buster Fort now partnered with the Landry Football uh, Network. And like I said, I hate hanging up on people, but I'm just, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I told you so, crap. Uh, I just got one thing to say about D. Jackson's comments. If the Eagles plan to punish Jackson, will they punish him by giving an extension like they did Riley Cooper when he said the N-word at the concert? They shouldn't have did that either. Uh, but I think there's definitely something coming down. I do. Getting pretty close. Why do you think Stack hasn't signed yet? Go Bucks. I think the reason is uh, because uh, they are trying to work on a long-term deal. And we even talked about that on NFL Series Radio where they're trying to hold out and get a long-term deal. But right now, the Bucks are cash-strapped. they got to still sign their draft pick. So I'm not sure if they're going to come to that contract extension. Maybe they can work on it most likely uh, during the season or the next offseason. Uh, let's see here. Christopher says, uh, this country can't even get the testing right. Uh, the astrologist on Alice Hill was very interesting. He was. Uh, that was very cool. Uh, Dylan Casey. Uh, is it me or is the audio stuff tonight? Could just be my speakers though. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's okay, Gabe. It's all right, but you know, let's not bring that stuff up uh, here on the sports web. Let's go out to Bruce Arians' comments and uh, once again, what he had to say. Do the Tampa Bay Times is Rick Stroud. Uh, I got to be real careful. I'm probably double with a mask and a face shield, you know, because I already had my scare out there in Arizona once a couple years ago. Some very interesting comments. For me personally, I've got a plan. I just have to be smart enough to stay with it. Now, this definitely affects not only Coach Arians, but if you look around the league, the older coaches in a Bill Belichick, in a Pete Carroll, how is that going to have an effect? How is it going to have an effect on older assistant coaches? We talked about Tom Moore, but there's others in the NFL. And this is what you have to watch out for. He even said, uh, speaking about Tom Moore, Tom is probably the healthiest one of all of us we got to be careful. The players, um, you know, they, thing with, with, with the players, uh, you, you definitely have to worry about the players. And, you know, the thing with uh, Bruce Arians was the fact of, you know, he basically said in so many words, he's instructing his coaches to uh, do the same thing so the players can follow through. That's what he's saying. Uh, he also said they may travel on game days to reduce uh, travel-related risks. I don't think it will look too different other than I will still wear a mask for sure. And we'll see how the headsets work and stuff. Uh, you know, talking through a mask, that part of it, and being outside. Also, being in an indoor stadium, which, you know, these comments kind of caught me uh, by surprise. That worries me a bit. Now, remember, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, this is a must-be game around the NFL, is... Uh, the Bucks versus the Saints, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. 
that worries me a bit more, and I'm really concerned about uh, the away hotels and the away locker rooms. That's a big part of the emphasis. The ventilation in those locker rooms is terrible when guys getting out of uh, the showers and getting treatment. So could there be a possibility that Bruce Arians doesn't travel with the team because of the indoor stadium? I mean, it's crazy. Uh, he also went on to say, uh, you know, players are all going to get sick. Well, that's for sure. It's just a matter of how sick they get. And he was talking about also Greg Staggs. He's the director of uh, athletic performance for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Staggs is on top of it. He's done a great job with our protocols. I brought the staff in for that reason, to make sure they all bought into the protocols. We all uh, were all walked uh, the right way in the hallways and have masks on. And I jumped. Uh, a bunch of their asses because the players aren't going to do it if we don't do it too. So interesting comments. And then going back to uh, what Ali Marpet was saying, um, the NFL Players Association is not going to put them in harm's way. They're just not going to. Um, so it definitely bears watching. It's definitely a season where you have to watch everything that's going on uh, with the NFL and COVID and of course uh, everything else. So, uh, let's go on to the uh, the texting line here. The webhead laugh out loud says best virtual edit video. Yikes! Uh, Gabe, stupid thing to say, stupid thing to bring up. Apologize, won't happen again. Um, I second that. The audio has been muffled for the last few minutes. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, it sounds like he's talking through a I, I don't know. Uh, did I miss something? I don't know. I meant bubblebee. I don't know why the sound uh, is bad at this juncture. So we'll have to figure that out. But it sounds pretty good on my end. If it doesn't sound good, let me know. We'll try to adjust uh, everything at this juncture. But, you know, for me, um, I haven't had any complaints. So definitely get on the phone lines if you want to talk about any of this. The Ali Marpet comments, the Bulgarian comments. 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. It's the Sports Lab. I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about. Let's go to Cam Newton, what he had to say. I'm getting tired of all this humble stuff. He didn't say stuff. Uh, because when you're humble, uh, they start to take advantage of you. When you don't say nothing, they start taking advantage of you. The hyenas can be doing all this. The elephants can be doing all this. The giraffes, the antelopes, the chimpanzees, even the gorilla. But uh, there's uh, one animal, I'm not going to say the uh, curse word, in the jungle. And when he roars, everything stops. And I'm about roar. It certainly looks like Newton has a chip on his shoulder. He has every opportunity with the New England Patriots to go in there and make them a playoff contender. What I worry about with the Patriots is that they're going to have the most difficult schedule in the NFL, and you're not going to have a lot of weapons around you. So that's why I was laughing when they were comparing the Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To me, the Bucs have more weapons than the Patriots. And Tom Brady is definitely going to excel in this offense because of it. Now, the running game, of course, the Patriots probably have the advantage. But when you go Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, then you stop. But then you don't stop there. You have Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray. And it's not like Ronald Jones is some slouch. Like, if he gets some opportunity where he gets some volume and he can run the ball and, and get that, and then you have Keyshawn Vaughn, I feel like, this could be really an explosive offense. And we've really talked about this before uh, with this team. 
So the comparisons to me, besides the running game, I think the Bucs are in a better situation. But from Newton's comments, uh, it certainly seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder. So, all right, uh, the audio is fine and it may be a little muffled. I don't know what's going on. So we'll just, uh, we'll try to figure this out. Uh, we got a little bit of time here on the sports web. If you want to talk about anything that we discussed tonight, 727-255-0391 It's the sports web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about going into, uh, Robert Griffin III. Uh, according to his Twitter, there's going to be no preseason. So what do you think the effect of that is going to be? Uh, do you think it's going to affect the players? I happen to think it will affect the players. I'm not sure if that's going to be a great thing. And I get it. You have to be safe and everything like that. Uh, but the level of play on the field may suffer the uh, first couple weeks. Just saying. And going back to the Ali Marpet comments, uh, for any reason at all, if the NFL Players Association leadership felt we had taken undue risk, I don't think the NFL Players Association would recommend coming back. Um, so, yeah. I mean... <laughs> That right there is going to be the big key. If the NFL Players Association and their negotiations with the NFL doesn't necessarily work out, could the association basically tell their players not to play? Would there be players that would opt out of that situation? It, it definitely bears watching. All right. And then also he talked about the Tom Brady situation where he said it's not enforcement, just advisory, adding that each player must decide whether to participate but they all should understand, and that's what it comes down to. It's all about the risk at this point uh, with these players and what they're basically going to be able to do. And they're going to have to. And I feel like there should be NFL teams out there that should put in uh, maybe some caveats. Maybe, look, if the Players Association negotiates where there's some type of money uh, given because there's time missed, then could NFL owners or general managers put in there that basically uh, you can't go out to a bar, you can't do this, you have to social distance. Because right now, the Bucks have already had their positive test with their coaches. They've already had a player test positive. You've seen the players around the league test positive, right? So now they're not even together yet. And this also goes to the fact that the NFL Players Association doesn't want 11 on 11 drills. What is the impact of that? 727-255-0391 is 727-255-0391. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about. All right, let's go out to the comments here. Yeah, somewhat muffled, but still can hear it. I, I don't know, guys. Yeah, the audio is still muffled. I tried restarting, but it sounds the same. All right, let's try something here really quick. Um, stand by. Let me just check something. No, I don't know here. Hold on a sec. Let me, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and take a commercial really quick, a commercial break. Uh, Life's a Beach Realty here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Here we go. At Life's a Beach Realty, we're all about life on the beach. Stunning Panama City Beach and one of the most beautiful properties on the Gulf Coast. Shores of Panama. Great, elegant, and spectacular. Steps away from white sugar sand. Every room overlooks the turquoise of the Gulf of Mexico. Come in for your tour today. Life's a Beach Realty is your gateway to Shores of Panama. The Shores 
and a whole lot more. All right, how's that? How's that sound? Is that better? That may be a little bit better. Um, we may be uh, no phone calls tonight. I don't know what's going on with my phone system, so we may have to just eliminate calls. Is that better? Can we hear it? I don't know because I'm on a live show right now. I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and uh, figure this out. Sounds pretty good to me. So I don't know, guys. You tell me what's going on. Uh, but uh, no phone line, I guess. We won't do that. Uh, we will just uh, read your comments here. Um, and like I said, uh, Peter, the engineer, uh, let's see here. I think the preseason is just finding out the last four or five guys that you're going to stash on the practice squad. If you're not ready to go in September, stay home. Uh, David, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see, uh, Peter, the engineer, and still muffled. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't know what's going on. Um, let me just uh, check again here. Stand by. Okay, um, I don't know if that's uh, working correctly, so we do apologize for the um, audio issues. I hate when that happens, but there's really uh, still not nothing we can do. I'll tell you what, uh, let's go ahead. We'll make this a short edition of the Sports Lab. I am not going to go with muffled audio here. Sorry about that. We will definitely catch up tomorrow here live at 9 o'clock on Bucks Report. Thanks a lot to the Landry Football Network. Thanks to Greg Almond of The Athletic and Jacob Charnow of the Hard Count Football Podcast uh, on the Sports Lab. Definitely join the 65,000 following we have here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Go like and follow. And, of course, check out our Twitch channel on the Chris Landry Football Network. Thanks a lot for your time. We'll be back tomorrow night at 9 o'clock here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. I'm your host, Peter Blake. See you later. Sports Web, a sports talk show for the hardcore fan. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. At Life Systems Realty, we're all about life on the beach. Stunning Panama City Beach and one of the most beautiful properties on the Gulf Coast, Georgia Panama. Radiant, elegant, and spectacular. Steps away from white sugar sand. Every room overlooks the turquoise of the Gulf of Mexico. Come in for your tours today. Life of Beach Realty is your gateway to shores of Panama, the shore, and a whole lot more. Thank <laughs> you.
Come to Sam Ash for hundreds of exclusive holiday deals on music and sound gear from the most iconic brands. Save big on professional and starter guitars, drums, digital pianos, horns, violins, DJ, and electronic production equipment. Supercharge your home studio with deals on podcasting, streaming, and AV equipment like speakers, microphones, headphones, and acoustic treatment. Plus, for 36 months, no interest financing on thousands of items, you can get the gear of your dreams right now. From our incredible selection and service to our lowest price guarantee for over 95 years, real musicians know you only go to Sam Ash. Bruce Arians here with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. During these difficult times, it's important that we all show we care about our community's health. You could spread COVID-19 without knowing it. Wear a mask, wash your hands, keep your distance from each other, stay strong, and go Bucks. Realizing my potential has been what my career has been all about. Things that I've dreamed about have actually come true. The Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. Things have happened in my life as I kind of hoped they would happen. It's been just a complete evolution. You know, how I just kept kind of fighting and clawing to continue to, to power forward. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you keep trying to make progress. But when I look at over 20 years, I look how far I've come. But there's not one step that I took where I realized, look how far I've come. But those series of steps that I put together, um, I go, wow, that's, man, that's quite a journey. 